Hello and welcome to the Confessions of a Car Cleaner podcast. My name is Alex Rogichescu and today we're talking about getting rid of a bad odor from the interior of your car. Um, bad odors inside a car um, can come from uh, many sources. They can be the result of uh, food leftovers um, in the car. Um, they can be. Uh, uh, they can come from uh, drink spills in the car, and it's the. It's it's the the actual source at a biological level. The source of them is the smell. It's the bacteria um, on these uh, leftovers, food leftovers, or or drink spills, uh, that decomposes. Just like anything in nature that rots, that's that's dead and rots, and and that gives out a bad odor, and that'll be that'll be inside your car, and bad odors can come from uh, you know a car that's been smoked in. Now the person smoking in the car would not uh, uh, sense anything because they're used to the uh, smoke smell, but someone. Uh, buying a, a vehicle that's been smoked in and a person is, is a non-smoker they'll notice it right away uh, and that's that's a odor that lingers around um, bad odors can come from um, from uh, you know a car is not has not been cleaned in a long time and and it's the you know the perspiration of the human body, the people traveling in that car that's been that's been trapped inside, and and vapors from their breath and that 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 be, that have been landing on every kind of surface, and then again there's bacteria that decomposes of these all these biological um, um, pieces if if you want. And and it, that the, it results in a in a bad odor. Um, it could come from uh, someone uh, or something as an animal uh, getting sick in the car and vomiting. Uh, it can come from feces in the car, uh, most likely from from a pet urine as well, um, and. Bad odors can also come from um, from mold forming in the car when water got in one with the other, and there's mold forming, and the, there's a uh, musty, musty, pungent smell that that comes with it. And so there's there's a many sources for a bad odor. Uh, the way you tackle and you go about the bad uh, getting rid of the bad odor varies a little bit. Uh, based on the source of the smell. Uh, now, with with any bad owner odor, sorry, bad owner, um, bad odor in a car, uh, there's never a guarantee uh, that can be completely removed. No matter how much effort you put into it, no matter how much you do, um, I've seen it over and over and over again. I've had this um, case many years ago of a car that's been uh, caught in a um, warehouse fire. There was a uh, car storage place 
and indoors and I think I believe one of them caught on fire and then uh, it burned in there for you know until the firefighters came and they managed to put out a fire uh, the fire uh, went on for a few hours and then all the other cars were trapped inside this warehouse and they got exposed to the uh, you know the the, the, the burning uh, uh, smell and this car belongs to the to this dealership that's many many years ago because when i used to still uh, do work for dealerships and uh it was this high-end dealership i don't remember what kind of car it was but it was like a fifty thousand dollar sixty thousand dollar car uh uh uh, barely used so it was not a new car but barely used and gently used car otherwise in mint condition except that it smoked like it's be, that someone had been barbecuing inside of it. And so they called me in and they said, hey, we're trying to, you know, unload this car. And can you do anything about the smell? And then I did everything I could. And no matter what I did, the smell was gone for a while. And then it kept coming back. So they, what they ended up doing, I think they, they got rid of it as some like mass auction or something. Someone uh, bought it except for the right price. There's, there's a buyer for uh, just about anything. So so someone bought it. It was not what they were uh, uh, hoping to get for it or that what they were you know supposed to get for it if the car was the in the original condition without the smoke smell in it. Uh, but they managed to get rid of it possibly at a loss i i don't even know i don't even care the point is that uh there's no there's no guarantee um just recently uh, we've had this case of a dog getting sick in a car on the way to whistler and vomiting all over the place and then the owner called us up we don't usually take um, uh, cases like this of vomit, feces, or any source of uh, biological um, uh, kind of uh, uh, discharge or, or uh, source of odors like, like urine, uh, uh, vomit, and feces. Um, but in this case, the owner was a... Um, uh, a good friend to a to a very good client of mine, and the, my client asked me, be, almost begged me to 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 take this on, and um, we ended up doing it. Uh, it was it was one of those fortunate cases where because the owner of the car reacted very very quickly, it didn't try to you know uh, perhaps. Perhaps they did a little bit. Like, I mean, that helped, of course. They mopped it up, mopped it up, some of the mess themselves. But they didn't wait for a long time, so they got bothered right away by the pungent smell inside the vehicle. And uh, they acted quickly. So they actually, they had an appointment set up the next day after the thing happened. So there were a very, very short amount of time had passed from the time when the, you know, the sick accident it happened in the time we actually got to the car and, and cleaned it. And so in this case, we were able to uh, remove, I believe, I would, if I were to put a percentage on it, it would be like 99% of the smell. Um, 
I personally still felt like the tiniest bit of it after all the treatments that we did. Uh, the owner himself said he, the car smells fresh. He can't tell. I, on the other hand, maybe perhaps it's been the, the long hours that we've, we had spent on the, on, on the vehicle uh, cleaning up the mess. Um, I, I, I had the impression that there was still a tiniest bit of odor lingering around. But anyways, the owner was happy and, and that's what mattered. Uh, but the, the point is that in most 99% of cases, 100%, maybe high percent of cases, if I were to put a number on it, uh, you can't get, no one can guarantee. If someone actually guarantees they're going to remove the odor from your car, they either, um, they don't know what they're doing and they truly believe they can do it. They've never done it, and they truly believe they can. They they, they have no sense of smell whatsoever, um, and they've never done it. And they they truly believe they can do it, or or they're uh, ill-intentioned, and they actually want to you know sell you something that's not true. Uh, so they know about it, and they're telling you that anyway. So in either case. Um, that's bad because if they've never done it before, they actually, they, you know, it's, it's obvious they don't know what they're doing. If they're uh, uh, dishonest about it, uh, that's probably even worse. So, you know, I would avoid, um, um, that, that, uh, company, uh, at any cost, uh, because that's, it, we've been doing this for many, many years and, it's it's virtually impossible to uh, remove any odor, um, and and not to actually remove it, but to uh, promise before you actually do it to remove it 100% of the time, um, because there's no way of knowing ahead of time. It, it, there's so many variables about this that you can't possibly wholeheartedly and honestly promise 100% uh, removal. And so we're going to go over the, the few types of sources for the, for the bad odors that can uh, be present inside a car and then the, the various uh, ways you can tackle these in the, in the attempt to minimize or reduce or get rid of the, uh, the bad odor itself. And so, um, and so, um, one of the, right now, because the first one that comes to mind, because, uh, right now we're coming, almost coming out of winter and, uh, it's been a long rainy season here in Vancouver. Right now it's a, it's, it's a bit dry and it's getting a bit colder, but, but we've had months of, uh, at least weeks of continuous rain and then months of months of um, on and off on and off so it's been a long rainy season here and because that's the uh, Pacific Northwest uh, kind of weather that we live in and so coming out of winter it's not unusual to have uh, especially in a car that's been that's been heavily used every single day and it's perhaps a family car <clears throat> with multiple family members I'm sorry, I'm just going to get a quick sip of water. All right, that's better. Um, that's being used by multiple family members. They get in and out. 
and there's moisture being 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 carried in from the outside and you know with leaves and and whatever uh wet stuff on shoes and clothes and all that stuff and the upholstery on the seats get wet gets wet and the you know the door panels get wet and perhaps uh you've been traveling with the the windows down and and rain got in and you know you can't really tell because it's not like a flood happened in the car but the surfaces stay uh stay moist and humid for a while and what happens is because of that um that's uh the car is it's an enclosed environment um tightly shut tightly sealed uh air doesn't circulate much uh it's so you know again in this context it's been it's been wet moisture had had been has has been brought in over and over uh for 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 a number of months and um and it's also been cold outside and air hasn't been circulating much and and the car has been also somewhat warm because it's been warmed up uh to keep the passenger warm and though that's the best environment for mold to grow and so in a car that's in this situation there's the uh high potential for for mold to grow and with the growth of mold there comes a uh musty um odor and the way uh to tackle any kind of odor uh the first step is to clean the interior of the car to the best possible condition and we're going to go over the variables that are with each type of uh source of odor but then the 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 one thing that's that's common to any kind of odor in the attempt of getting rid of it it's the cleaning so you got to clean take the mats out clean everything every single panel including the glass clean it very 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 thoroughly if you want to uh learn how to properly clean the inside of your car the interior of your car i have a long um tutorial about it so if you just go to uh cleanmycar.ca/blog there's a post i believe it's called uh how to clean how to properly clean the interior of your car in three simple steps and i go at great lengths in explaining every single steps including what products you should you do you should you use uh every single um uh tool that you need and um every single step you have to take in order to achieve a uh proper and very good uh, almost professional uh level result and so that's the first step so if you want to if you want to learn how to do that go there not right now but go there and 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 research that and once you clean um uh, you clean it to that level if the source of the odor is the uh uh the wetness of the interior the next step is to dry off the interior so then to eliminate and starve off the mold and um the way you do that you need um an an air mover so there's this tool 
It looks like a uh, like a almost like a snail shell. So it's a big fan. It's got a fan inside of it, and it's got like this uh, this mouth, wide mouth that you can direct towards the the area that you want um, uh, dried off, and it'll blow air directly into that spot. Like it can, uh, it's it gives direction to the to the airflow. Uh, it's more directional than the typical fan, which blows in in like you know a wider area. This one you can sort of focus on one area, and so these are used by the by the restoration companies when they get a, a flood in a house, uh, and they need to dry the uh, the carpets or the drywall, and so uh, you can find one of these. You don't need to buy it. You can go out and rent it. Uh, any big box store or any you know tool rental place will have one it's called an air mover and then what you need to do is to place one of those inside your car and uh, direct the um, the mouth of it to towards the area where the you know with, with the one that's you feel where the moisture is at uh, be it the the floors the carpets of the car or perhaps the seats or whichever that area might be and though and run that for hours uh, sometimes you 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 uh, might have to run it for up to 24 hours uh, in and move it around or use multiple of them um, because the alternative would be to um, uh, start up your engine and turn your uh, turn your ventilation on warm and run the car but that's not feasible not in most environments and not in your garage that's very very dangerous so you shouldn't do that um, so get an air uh, air mover um, air mover instead and use that because that's an electrical appliance uh, you plug it in uh, it shouldn't run unsupervised though so leaving it on overnight while you go to sleep inside your garage it's risky um, and so I don't advise you to do that uh, it should be uh, done under certain supervision and um, to eliminate any potential risk of catching it catching on fire and um, you know just setting fire to the whole thing uh, so once you do that once the interior of your car is bone dry uh, now it's time for the last step because you've eliminated the source uh, for the bad odor and the you know the 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 breeding ground uh, for mold to grow but now you got to get rid of the mold that's already formed inside your car so then so then for for okay let me let me just go over through uh, a couple of different other uh, sources of, of odors and then we'll we'll get back to this last step which is pretty much the same with every single type of odor that you're trying to get rid of uh, and I'll go through this in detail but let me let me talk about another uh, uh, other uh, sources of uh, bad odors first and so another source of bad odor would be uh, that's pretty common is from uh, from food and and drinks that been like food leftovers or, or like crumbs that you know managed to get on the seats or uh, whatnot or food that's been spilled and in the carpet and so with those again the steps are cleaning very very thoroughly first and then drying off that area if 
uh, if that's, that was a, uh, a drink spill, if it's still wet, uh, drying it off with uh, one of those air movers. And the, the different sorts of odors, the one that I, I want to talk about in uh, separately is when it's some biological discharge involved, discharge involved such as uh, vomit. Uh, I've never had the pleasure ever to clean uh, feces or urine unless I, I've, I've done it unknowingly. Uh, but knowingly, I've never had the pleasure. I've never been asked to do so. Uh, so I, and I never will. I, I don't take this kind of case. I don't care. Uh, that's for someone else to do. I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't, I can't do it. So, uh, we, I mean, we, we, we won't do it. Uh, it's too much risk involved with this kind of thing. It's a biological cleanup. So, um, but going back to the vomit, uh, thing, uh, if there's been such an, uh, accident in the car, someone got sick and vomited, uh, it's the example I'm going to give it's it's the one that we've recently had with the with the owner of the car whose dog got sick sick in the car and what happened is uh the the vomit landed on the carpet and and actually found a place where two pieces of carpet were interlocking this was a uh, I believe there was a jeep type of vehicle and then there were there were two pieces of carpet interlocking and somehow the liquid uh, seeped like like in that little space in between the two layers of carpet and ended up on the floorboards like underneath the carpet and then I we pulled up the carpet and there was a puddle of vomit uh, I know disgusting feel free to skip a few minutes if you don't want to listen to this but you know you might want to because you never know when it happens. If you have kids, the potential for it happening is huge. It happened to me when my kids were small. I don't remember what I had done, um, uh, what I had done at the time. Um, I probably cleaned it up to the best of my abilities. Where I asked, uh, I, I wasn't in the business back then when they were really, really small, and so I probably did it myself as a DIYer. Uh, anyways. And so we had, because that's the case with, with liquid, liquid is not going to stay on top of the carpet. It's going to go through the carpet. It's going to end up soaking up the padding underneath the carpet. So in this case, uh, because it was so fresh, uh, it had just happened the day before, we were able to clean it up. But, but if it's been sitting there for, for days or weeks, uh, it's it's gonna get so embedded in the carpet. Then the only thing can, that you can do is actually replace the carpet. There's in my experience, there's no way that carpet can be can be properly cleaned up, and 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 just eliminate any source of of risk with bacteria growing inside of it, and not to mention the source of smell. Uh, I don't think they can can be properly cleaned up, uh, and so the only way to go would be to get rid of it, like the pull it out replace it with brand new carpet um, and so 
uh, in this case, uh, the variable was that we had to actually go uh, pull up the carpet that because that was the, the, the peculiarity of this particular vehicle. You could actually lift up a corner of the carpet and, and get to the uh, underneath the, uh, the subfloor, whatever you want to call it, and, and pick up that, that vomit that's been pulling up in there. Uh, and then we, uh, we steamed uh, using like a dry vapor steamer. We steamed that place to kill off any possible bacteria. And that was, the, um, that was special about this kind of biological cleanup. And now, which brings me to the last step in any uh, attempt to uh, get rid of a bad odor inside a car, which is an ozone shock treatment. So uh, what this does is that after you've cleaned up to the, to the best of your abilities and you got rid of uh, any possible trace of whatever was ca causing the, um, the bad odor, um, from all the places you could reach there's also the places that you can't reach which is you know deep inside the padding of the carpet for example or deep inside the vents or deep inside the padding of the uh, door panels uh, or deep inside the foam of the seats you can't possibly clean those places and then if a, if a spill or moisture or or whatever is causing the bad odor got in there and it does uh, if it's left for a long time it'll eventually get in there uh, especially for liquids uh, you cannot clean that up so uh, you do an ozone shock treatment so in order to do that uh, use an ozone generator machine okay so let me take you through a, a, a quick um, science lesson first because this is very this is there's something very 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 interesting about uh, ozone so ozone can actually destroy uh, microorganisms such as bacteria mold viruses allergens pathogens coli salmonella listeria and staphylococcus uh, ozone also reduces or eliminates odors of smoke, tobacco, pets, spoiled food, and even lingering body odors. So, on top of getting rid of a bad odor, what ozone does is kill pathogens and bacteria and mold and viruses and allergens. So, things that can potentially make you ill. So, why is this important? Because if you're concerned with bacteria, viruses, pathogens, and allergens roaming freely and undisturbed inside the interior of your car, potentially making you and your family ill, and would like to reduce the chances of illness, but without exposing yourself and your loved ones to harmful, harsh, and even toxic traditional sanitizing chemicals with unknown and unpredictable long-time side effects, well, you might want to pay attention to uh, this uh, next part because and now is the uh, here's the science lesson which is uh, somewhat boring and very very technical um, now did you ever notice that right uh, after a storm uh, the air smells fresh that's because ozone is created 
by lightning. So um, ozone is an uh, O2 molecule. Uh, I'm sorry, oxygen is an O2 molecule. Ozone is an O3 molecule, which makes it unstable. So the ozone molecules attach themselves onto other molecules in order to become stable, such as bacteria, mold, or pathogens. So these O3 molecule deoxygenizes and kills any living organism that it comes in contact with, and it converts back to pure oxygen. So, and the best part, there's no residue left, like it would be in case of using traditional sanitizing chemicals. All right, science class over. And so, um, why why is this important? Because it goes far beyond eliminating bad odors. This thing, the ozone from the ozone generator. Um, it actually sanitizes and disinfects the interior of your car. So this um, uh, ozone shock treatment can be used as a as a standalone treatment, even if you don't have any uh, odor inside your car. It can use as a standalone treatment to sanitize and disinfect the interior of your car without using any chemicals. There are no downsides to it except for this the ozone kills if you've been paying attention living organisms which means it's also harmful to humans so you can't and you shouldn't under any circumstances turn on an ozone generator in, and remain in its vicinity inside the same room with it while it's on or inside the car with it while it's on or inside the garage with it while it's on and breathe in ozone because it will make you sick and it could potentially kill you. This is not a joke. Ozone is really, really harmful and potentially deadly. So, what's the safe way to use something like this? Any ozone generating machine has a uh, timer on it. So, on a car, if you're trying to um, either remove the uh, odor, the bad odor, or you are trying to sanitize it, because a car is a very very small enclosed place there's no need to run the ozone generator for more than 20 minutes at max that's been my experience with it if you haven't gotten rid of the odor in 20 minutes you'll never get rid of it because if you uh, there's also another um, uh, harmful side effect to the ozone but this time is not harmful to you, it's harmful to uh, plastic and metal surfaces. If you leave it on for way too long, it will corrode uh, metal surfaces 
like aluminum, uh, which there's few of them inside a car. It would also stain and widen plastic surfaces, which are many inside a car. Um, I don't know what the chemistry behind this reaction is, but it's sure to happen. So that's why you don't want to run it for too long. So in my experience, 20 minutes have been plenty, regardless of the kind of odor you have in a car. You haven't, if you haven't succeeded in getting rid of, you know, severely reducing or maybe even getting rid of the odor in maximum of 20 minutes, there's no point in, in, in running the, the machine any longer. It'll not, it will not do um, uh, any better. So maximum 20 minutes. So they have this um, 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 uh, timer on them, on them with a knob. And so the way you would do this and the way we do this, we turn the knob to about, uh, let's say about, depending on the size of the car, for a very small car, about 10 minutes. For a larger size car, like a like full size uh, SUV, like maybe a seven, seven seat SUV, a huge Cadillac Escalade, for example, or Mercedes, um, uh, huge size, uh, maybe about 15 minutes, turn it on, and then we close the car um, uh, one, uh, um, and we, sorry, we close the car, we close all the doors in the trunk, and then we leave the, uh, the cord out for the ozone generator, and then we plug it in. So then while we did this, we set the timer, but the ozone machine was not on. It turns on the moment you plug it in, right? So it's got the little LED or, or light indicator on it that tells you that's on. You peek through the window inside the car, that should be on because you plugged it in. But it turned on when you plugged it in, you were already safely outside the car with all the windows and, and up and doors closed and, and trunk um, uh, lid closed. So you should have placed it inside a car, not in the trunk, except if the order it's been is in the trunk from something that's spilled in there. Otherwise, it would be in the car, inside the car center console or the um, middle of the back seat is best uh, and had it have it uh, below the, because it's got a little fan in it, have it uh, facing like the, the front of the car. So we will cover most of it. And so you let it run, you don't touch, you don't open the doors, you don't do anything to the car and until the little machine turns off, the, the light indicator goes off, uh, turns off. Um, and and, and one, one, one comment, one side comment to this, if the odor comes from, um, uh, from it's, a, it's a tobacco smell, a smoke smell, uh, from a car that's been smoked in, uh, the smell will also be in the vents. So in order to reach for the ozone to reach inside the vents, what you want to do is you turn the engine on and you put the AC on recirculating. That's before you turn the ozone machine on. And so the ozone actually gets inside the, the, the duct, the air ducts and the vents and kills any bacteria and it it eliminates any smell that comes from inside of there as well. After the little machine has run its cycle, you fully open the doors, making sure you don't breathe in the air inside the vehicle. So you quickly 
open the doors if you need to take one more you hold your breath and you open the doors if you need to take another breath between opening the doors you don't have enough air in your lungs to open all the doors and then go away then you go away uh, you know 20 30 um, hundred feet away from the car take another breath come back to the car uh, open the rest of the doors and you let the car air out for a good 10 to 15 minutes so the air has to start circulating inside the car and and move all that ozone away you don't get straight back into the car and drive away that's very very dangerous so you let you have to let let the ozone dissipate so bottom line is if you've done all of this so if you've cleaned the car to the best of your abilities if you've dried the car if you know in case it would it was wet or damp inside if you dried it off with the air mover to the best of your abilities again and if you've also used the shock treatment with ozone you've done everything humanly possible that you could have done to get rid of the bad odors and on top of that by using the the ozone shock treatment you've also sanitized and disinfected your car so your car now is a uh, healthier place to be and so um, that's pretty much uh, concludes the, um, the, um, the the podcast episode for today uh, if you have any questions please do reach out to me uh, by email my my direct email is alex a l e x at cleanmycar.ca you can do that um, and i i encourage you to do that if you have any questions about anything you want to do uh, clean or detail about your car and you and you don't know how to do it or you want a professional or a second opinion on it um, based on experience based on uh, many many years of experience I'd, I'd be happy to help so please do please do reach out to me um, anyways I appreciate you I appreciate you listening to my humble podcast and thank you so much for this and we'll get together again on the next one bye now